without a fight, West Wind blows to hit in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Think about it! Think about it, one of the Everest. Imperatrice has got it! Ivan Buramai, the Japanese stallion bomb them, Ivan Welcome back to the lottery, episode 38. I'm with the man himself. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm with the man himself, the biggest forehead in the GV. How are you, Lottie? Back again. It's it's growing by the day. I've, <laughs> I've been told. I've been told it's actually getting bigger, but I am back and we are back better than ever because it's the first group one of 2024. The CF North Stakes is back around and yes. headline again by the chief in co, Mr. Brightside, but Pretty good days racing all around, so I'm, I'm excited for the weekend. Absolutely. And the tallest man in the GV, who is hotter than Jennifer Anderson in 2001 right now, JC. Okay. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good to be back. Keen for the weekend. Few good races. What? Mr. Brightside. You had a bit of a Thanos hand last weekend. You were that hot with it. I think he's back. <laughs> I think he so. is back. And I, hopefully we are back as well. I fucking need it. I, I've been stinking it up lately. Oh, yes. Ditto, ditto. Thank you, Jimmy Star, for saving me last week. We'll get into that shortly. But we might as well do a little bit of news this week, and we'll start with you, JC. Yeah, so first first came off the rank, we'll uh, chat about Imperatrice. Uh, had a bit of a trial on Monday morning, come fifth. Wasn't really, wasn't a good outcome. It wasn't, like, it, it, yeah, obviously she's come fifth, but like, I, she was shaken up a little bit, but it wasn't, I don't think it's as bad as everybody said it was. Like, it, it wasn't to her level, because everyone was expecting her to come out and just yeah. cruise to it, but I think what, like, um, the tra- like the jockey even said, like I think that she's trained at Cranbourne as well. Like that's her home track, so she probably didn't like. It's she's just got she was just too comfortable there. Never really got shaken, and when she did get shaken up, she still didn't really fire. But yeah, I think that was the thing. I think yeah. I think they were expecting her to kick when when she did get asked or something, which she didn't really. But I think we might find that it won't be the worst trial. Like the, the horses in there, passive aggressive and and I am unstoppable. I think they'll be pretty handy. So, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see. How- I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit over. I, I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I, it, it, it's a trial. It's a trial. Yeah. At the end of the day, like there's some people come out and trial the daylights and they come last, yeah, and some are just trial. Some of them are just trial shit. I, I don't did, even know. I did hear the the stable rep said that because uh, Sunday was like forty odd degrees yeah. the day before. She hates the heat, so mm-hmm. he thought it might have taken a bit out of her and and whatnot. But yeah. I guess it's just a trial. Tell. Wait so- and see her on race day. Is she, she's going first up in the caveat next week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, you don't get that research. These boys on their smoke break watching trials. So you know that the research gets done here on the lottery. Benedetta in other news, boys. Yeah, heading first up to the Oakley Plate. And I think it's going to be a pretty hot Oakley Plate from what I like. Yep. As Fur is going to be there. Um, there was another uh, Sharipa. Yeah, Sharipa. Yeah, whatever you want to say. She's heading there. And there's another one. It's going to be a hot race. Yeah, it is. It's going to be one of the better Oakley fields from just from the horses that I've heard about at the moment. But yeah, there are. I think there's, there's another really boom one that I just, the names escaped me right now. But yeah, I think this, yeah, it's going to be one one hell of an Oakley plate coming up. And even the day, like the Blue Diamonds, blue diamond the, the Blue Diamonds shaping up well. And even the Futurity, Brightside will be heading there. I don't I don't think much has been said about the Futurity really. But nah, not really. But it'll be good to see Brightside and as for this weekend, see how yeah. they go leading up to that. So Now this one interests me. Romantic Warrior going across to Japan and they've called it. It's June 2nd that this race is going to be. So it's yeah. a long way out that they've called Group. it, which I like. It's very bold. Group 1 in Japan. So I think they're looking to take on the world a bit and, and uh, rule why, the roost. So. Why not? Yeah, well. Undefeated, but is that a, is, is that a big group? I, I don't I don't really know too much about oh, Japanese races. I don't know either, but I think like all the group ones in Japan are pretty pretty hot contests. They're yeah. usually like firm tracks over there, like fast run, a lot of money on them too. Yeah. Oh yeah, big big. So that that'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think the uh, like I remember I don't, I really 
I don't think we put it in the notes the other week, but the the highest rating races of the world like of last year come out probably only like a week or two ago. And the Japan Cup was the highest rated race in the world because Equinox, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um and and he was the highest rated horse at the end of the year as well. But yeah, like the Japan Cup, I think it was like it was actually a couple of rating points clear of the second best. Like it actually rated through the roof. So I I'd assume that's probably their biggest group one, but I'd yeah, I'm not really too yeah. too involved in Japanese racing, so I don't know how big of a group one it is, but it's still a group one of Japan, so it can't be too yeah, good to keep an eye on it and see see how she tackles it. Speaking of group ones, you're getting me nervous here because we've got something I'm coming nervous. out. Are we going to keep this one sheltered or are we going to let the, the SC faithful know about the group one scenario for us on the tipping? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck uh, are you on about? Uh, maybe I'm talking to myself. Yes, today. yes, yes, we will. We'll shout that out right now. We are opening up a new little segment. It's not really a new segment, but it is for us. It's a Group 1 leaderboard. We're going to be investing, air quotation marks, $50 each in a Group 1, each Group 1 race this year. Uh, we'll go to the end of the calendar year and see who has bragging right to the end of the year. We might even make it a little bit interesting. We haven't talked about that, but we might just talk about it now. Yeah, well, we might, but I'll tell you right now, Brofcoin is going to be better than Bitcoin. So <laughs> make sure you get your stocks up early. And take it before. Is that in Coinbase at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it's not I yet. I've my Coinbase account about six years, I reckon. No. You're probably a million. You're probably doing this. And you know what? He's probably forgotten his password as well. Exactly right. Absolutely standard. This one in the notes, I haven't read until now, but Gil McLaughlin looks set to announce he is taking the role of chairman of Racing Victoria. I think it's pretty much locked in. Yeah. Like, it's not not officially, but like from That's from reports, he is. It's, about it, yeah. it's it's pretty much locked it's in. Set to happen. So yeah, they've got the interim chairman Mike Hurst at the moment, um, and him and a couple of other board members are looking to. They're going to depart on June thirty, and I think that's. Yeah, it'll be announced at Gill take Give over. shades of Peter Volandis yeah. in the NRL Taking what over. he's doing in New South Wales. There. He is killing it. You got to give him that. He is just fucking. Yeah. He's run like Sydney racing. It, it's 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 probably be, is bigger than the like especially prize money wise and everything. It's it's bigger than the spring carnival and everything. So they're doing a good job and he's that's it's just equals money at the end of the day and he's got shit tons of it. So yeah. well before Gil takes over, quick fire round. What's better without the bias in it? Vic racing or New South Wales racing on a calendar year? New South Wales. Yeah, I think so. Jeez, the best race in Victoria in, in Australia is in, is the Cox Plate in Victoria. But yeah. I, I personally think the racing is better during the autumn carnival than the spring carnival. I think the quality, yeah. I think I think it is. And like we talk about all the time, the Sydney form, if they come down to yeah. Melbourne, you're always looking at Sydney form. Sydney form is best form. But like, yeah, this, like they, they do have, like, but even then, like they've got a couple of really good group ones, but we said, like we, I think, I, I don't know if it's just because we're Victorians and we just think that these are the biggest group ones, but like, they, like they've got like the Queen Elizabeth, the Slipper. Yeah, yeah. But um, we've got like Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate. We've got history here on our yeah. side. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's so. the same with anything. Melbourne's the sporting capital of yeah. the world, depending on who you ask. But that probably plays a big factor into it because you have the Australian Open around here. The AFL Green Finals always in yeah. Victoria. Um, us Victorians just think we're the best, mm. which is great to see. Let's review the week that was, though. Where do we want to start, Lottie? I think, uh, well, the first note, I believe, the first two notes are from JC, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, I think you can take I, us on through. I was just thinking the best ride on the weekend for me anyway was uh dylan gibbons on kettle hill i don't know if you saw the stewards vision of it but i didn't i, saw- I, I actually had a cheeky five bucks on it too at 18 dollars yeah, yeah it's nice. probably one of the only bets i got up for the day very yeah. nice because he was sitting back and just smoking the pipe and you saw the gap starting to close and he pushed through and just the other two horses that were closing just bounced off him and he went straight through and just rocketed to the front and yeah got the job got, got the chockey so it was it was good to watch 
Our alarm bell is going off for dot point number two. No real swoopers at Caulfield. All winners were in the front division of the races, wrote by yours truly, JC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty standard Caulfield track, I think. It's it's a bit... Especially with the... like, it's like, And especially, it, it got upgraded to a good three after like the first three or four rate. Yeah. I can't really remember when it exactly got upgraded. Yep. But once Caulfield, even when the rail is in the true and it goes to a good three, it's just naturally inclined to just play leaders and... Rail was out nine, but like it wasn't it, like it wasn't as it definitely there was a leader bias. Yeah, but there's been other weekends where like literally the leader just wins. Like yeah. if you're if you're up there in leading, you just cannot get run down. But on the weekend, they were actually like it wasn't the leader per se, but like even if they were only two or three back yeah. off him, like Jimmy Star was. I was about real. to say. I, I think it, I think it's. It's not necessarily leading, but just sitting in behind the lead, getting yeah. that cruisy run behind it, the leaders it, it, and peeling out at the right time. Yeah, if you are too far back, it's just impossible. It's it's near impossible. You can you can run the best sections in the race. I, I remember, I think it was last year. It was like amenable, and she was like a dollar eighty, and it was the rail was out nine, and she had the best she had the best splits of the entire meeting, and she was finished. She started the turn last, and she finished last, but had the best splits of the entire meeting, which is just just how the track was playing. She you just physically cannot make up the it's too much of a head start. Yeah. So for the dummy point of view, I definitely know the answer to this, boys, so don't worry about that. The moving of the rail is that so it doesn't fuck the track. Yeah. Protects especially well, they've got like they've got the main group ones coming up yeah. now. So it just protects more of the track. So that's yeah, they protect the track and obviously when they're running, you know, uh meetings week after week, they sort of got to move it out to protect it because they say I heard a guy on the radio the other day say that they they like to see where in the track at the end of a meeting because it means there's a bit of give in it, but then if they're racing again the next week, obviously they have trials and all that sort of stuff. They need to protect it so it doesn't get chewed up too much. Which we love to see. On to the next point now, Anisa. Yeah, this is mine. This is one of the ones I got noted down. I like Coleman's been backed into the Blue Diamond favorite after that win, which I understand completely. He won the race. All credit to him. But I, I think it's an over-exaggeration. Over I, like, I've watched the replay a couple of times, and you can watch him the whole race. I, I don't know. Like, Damien, like, Damien Lane's Damien Lane, but he took Anisa back. Mm. Where, like I, I don't think he needed to. I think he could have put pressure on. He could have easily been up in the. He, he would have been. He would have got caught two or three wide. I think that's why he didn't do it. He decided yeah. to stay back and cuddle it back to last. But hindsight's the key. Now we know that you couldn't make enough ground up on the day if you were back. If from where she was, it was pretty much the exact same scenario. She had no, she had no chance of making up the ground of what she did. But if you watch him at at the corner when when Coleman turns and when Anisa turns, that margin there is the exact same when Coleman hits the line and and Anisa still held yeah. on for second, went home, went past everything else in the race. So they're definitely still level level. But I don't think Coleman. Well, I still think Coleman deserves to be favourite, but I, I I I'm definitely still with Anisa for the blue drama yeah. thing, especially that that they're both over. They were only over a thousand meters there. An extra two hundred meters for two year olds can definitely be a lot, especially when there's only their third or fourth start yeah, or whatever. So I think, I think you would have taken her back to just with the blue diamond in mind. Yeah, didn't want to burn her out too early and you know get stuck three wide. And yeah, having a tough run. Yeah, but yeah, I, I can I fully understand why Coleman's favourite. That's fair enough. But I'm still with. Now, I still think Anise is the bloody good horse, and she still managed to go past horses who she had no right to go by on the weekend. And if she continues that up, up over twelve hundred meters, I'm pretty happy. And I've still got a ticket for her at eleven dollars, and she's at six or five dollars at the moment, I believe. So pretty happy with that. I'm trying to ride that one home with a bit of confidence. Well, there was some long droughts broken over the weekend, and none so more than the CEO himself. I reckon the G Force coming out of my pants got Jimmy Star <laughs> home in that one because I was my ass was pulsating that hard. I thought I could hear it from my house, actually. Yeah, it was. A bit... 
But I'll tell you what, the last 200 metres, like you said, just found that little bit of a gap in I thought, home. yeah, I, I thought he was in very, I thought he was in trouble there for a yeah, bit. Awesome. Yeah, I, and straight into the all-star mile as yeah, well. Yeah, got a wild team. card straight. I, I, we actually didn't note that down. I can't believe we missed that. But yeah, so yeah, straight, okay. I, yeah, straight after the race, I think they, like it wasn't half an hour. Yeah. Not even half an hour after the race, so he's like, yep, straight in. Straight. So be stupid not to uh, not to take it there. But like, yeah, j- just the way, like, Jimmy Sale, like, I, I, is he unbeaten? Yeah. Yep, I think he's on. Six from six. Yeah, like through the roof. But the other ones, there were some droughts. Kettle Hill was the biggest prolific non-winner of all time. And in the last month, he's had two of the best wins you've ever seen in yep. your life. Yep. And the other one, Herman Hess, who hadn't won in just over two two years, yeah, like nearly some... 700 days. And he's broken through. Like he, he had been running in some good form just in behind. A couple of good ones in um, oh, Aurora Symphony. And the, who, he knocked off my best bet at Aruga Mama the other weekend at Caulfield yep. when we are at the pub. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like he, like he was flying through there. And, like, he was still, he, got, he got backed into a dollar seventy favorite for a horse that hasn't won yeah. in 700 days to go around a dollar. Yeah, I definitely wasn't tipped. Yeah, like when we did it, I was like, this is dead. And he was $3 when we tipped it. And on the day, he went into dollar seventy. I was like, Fuck! I'd rather be taking three dollars, but got there, he still got there, and he still like that's a bit. Like, that was D Day, and he did salute. So he definitely did. He, he, I don't know what the trick is. He sounds like a bit of a tricky horse to get your head around, and have a pun on. But I reckon a dollar seventy was about rock bottom ons, and I'm pretty fucking happy I stuck with him at the end. Yeah. All right, it's time to go for a break now. I'm going to be like Goodwill Hunting and start writing my equations on the math board, getting ready for the tips for this week. <laughs> Time to get into Caulfield now, and we start with Caulfield. Why is that so, Lottie? For the second time in a row, we are starting with Caulfield because it is the exact set. No, it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're leaving that in. We love it. We go to Caulfield because... Because it starts... It's the first race of the day. Of the day. There we yeah, go. Yeah, it got yeah. there in the end. We love it. We love I don't it. know what to say. I've been like, oh, is it like it's the first race that's it's the first time of the race? Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, nah, fair. We got there in the end. It is going to be the first race of the day, which we are betting on. Benchmark 100 to start the day, which is very interesting for the punters out there. JC doesn't want a bar of it early. He's going to be eating his Fruit Loops really? in the morning. Couldn't split him. It's just going to be me and the host himself, Lottie, for the first race. I'll let you fire away. If I can spit it out this time, but I'm going to be sticking with the old trend of favourites a lot. And number nine, flash feeling for Craig Williams with 55 kilos. Uh, is the only one of the, is probably one of the only horses in the race who have won over 2,000 metres before. H- hasn't won at Caulfield yet, but he's going to get in there with no weight. He's only pipped on the line last stop behind Independent Road, and he's got a three-kilo weight swing against now. That form is definitely going to be the form to go through, I reckon. Superazi and Bermuda's coming at the same race of Flemington, but they both have never won over 2,000 and have never won at Caulfield. So sticking to the stats of Caulfield and the distance, I think, and with no weight, Flash Feelings should be starting us off a winner. And $3 is a pretty backwell price for the first race. So the favourite's got my money. Yeah, it would have your money. That does sound about right, but I am going to be going independent road. I'm a big fan of this horse. 2,000 metres with the weight, though, could be a little bit of an issue, like you said but it won't be for the CEO. He's going to kick things off and fireworks will be going everywhere. I am the sole person for race two here, so this will be interesting. But like I stated, it is a dual acceptor, another will, and it is not in there now. In, that's race three. It absolutely butchered that one. <laughs> and actually, Independent Road's a dual acceptor as well. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. For Adelaide. I couldn't split Independent Road and, and uh, Flash Feeling. So yeah. That's why I was, the only reason I went Flash is I just left it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. the only reason I won it. Fair enough, boys. We'll move on to the next race, the third. Everyone's involved in this one. Like I said, I've got another wheel, a dollar ninety-five, but it is a dual acceptor for Ranwick. Where are you boys steering? I think me and JC, we had a little bit of a conversation last night, and JC was messaging. Oh, a little mess- bit of a bit of a yeah, behind the scenes. Like, I, know, oh, let's like, stitch him up I know you're the best punter. Can I please have one of your tips so I can put it on the show? And I was like, <laughs> yes, okay, no I'll give you one. But we're both going to go number eight, Vinny Spirit. And we were just, as discussed just before, if another wheel comes out, you're going to cop massive deductions. So yeah. I highly doubt we'll be getting $12 by race, but just everything else in the race are just non winners. Like, Nothing's been really in good form. It's come down from Sydney. It definitely, like Sydney form, as is the best form, as we always say. And it went to Sandown just recently and won a benchmark 70 there over 1,600 metres. So six to 1,600 metres, Waterhouse and Bot know how to train the leader. And at Caulfield, it's definitely not going to be any disadvantage to be up on the speed. And $12 now seems tantalising, but come race day, and, and if another wheel gets scratched and goes to Sydney, I don't know what price is going to be. But for right now, and even on the day, I've I, I, don't really want to back anything else in the race besides of any spirit. So that's why I'm tipping. Yeah, yeah. Ditto. I think the the odds were juicy and enticing. I think especially back in each way, even if another wheel does run, I think getting, you know, twelve three, bucks for three dollars a place, yep. three dollars forty a place, whatever it is, looks good. But yeah, we'll see what happens with the scratchings, I guess. All right, on to race four, the Highland Race Colors Autumn Stakes. Lottie, kick things off for us. I'm gonna go for a little bit of a, a little bit of value here. I didn't mind the favourite, I think, like VA form, probably going to stand up here, but I really don't want to take a dollar eighty-five to win. So I'm going to go with the WA Raider in number one, Zip Away. WA Guineas winner beat a bloody handy horse in that, uh, which was I can't name it off the top of my head. It was I remember I had about six hundred dollars on it and I come third, so let's move on from that. <laughs> but the only time after that went to wait for rage was only pipped off on the line by Dom the Shoot and Zaki, which is absolutely a elite Group One form. Coming back here, it's, it's, it has to carry top weight, deservedly so. Like Nothing else in the race has been up around Zaki and Co. There was only 0.2 of a length of Zaki, and you're getting $7 a win and $1.85 to place. I'm going to take it each way. I think $1.85 a place is just as good as a bet as for Southport Tycoon at $1.85 a win for that. And I have a little nibble on the $7 a win just in case for an upset. But, yeah, I think the value for Zip Away looks too good. I'm with uh, I am with the favourite Southport Tycoon. I think yeah, V8 form too good. Second up should improve, and from Barrier Five should be able to get a good sit just in behind the speed. Hopefully not too far back and and be right in the finish. The other horse that I was tempted to uh, look at was that Carbonados. Yeah, I think it it went a bit of miss second yeah, up. Just a flop. Um, yeah, flop scratch it. I think. I don't think it had any vet problems, but the, the jockey sort of said it didn't handle it and whatnot. So put a line through that, and uh, its first up run was pretty impressive. So, But I'll, I'm sticking with Southport Tycoon. Tycoon was very close to Vate in that last race. Yeah. It was a lot closer than Comfort for me, who had a bit on that. But we'll move on to race five next. The big screen company, TS, Caroline, why do they make these names so fucking long cup? <laughs> What have you got here? I've got nothing. You've got nothing. <laughs> JC's got nothing. I've minced that one completely and we'll move straight <laughs> on to race six here. And I'll let you kick things off here, JC, because you're big on this. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've tipped bodyguard for the Blue Diamond early in our futures looks and I can't not tip him in this race. He, he's a bloody good horse, I think, but barrier nine it's a bit – I don't know where he's going to get to. We know how Caulfield can play. If he gets too far back, he might be doing a fair bit of work. So I've uh, – Got to start well. I've got to, I'm going to take two bets. I'm going to take bodyguard, and then the second bet's going to be stay focused. I think barrier three should be right right up on the speed and uh, have a good run. I'm, the other thing I did note with this race is high octane, the favorite, is $2.60. And Holmes are caught that ran second to a by 
half a length or something last start is $16 and $3 a place or $3.40 a place, which is pretty outrageous difference, I would have thought. But anyway, I'm scratching both of them and I'm going with stay focused. Really? Yeah. Oh, so stay focused and bodyguard. And bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. bodyguard. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, we were. Wow. Well, well, speaking of homes of court, I'm backing it. I reckon it's a pretty good. I, I can't believe it. Like JC said, the odds are wrong. 17 win and three 330 a place. You're getting better odds for that to place than bodyguard to win and high octane to win. Already raced around Caulfield. Like high octane did beat it and was green. So probably has every right to beat it again. But at 330 a place, like an extra 100 meters, it's probably the only horses in the race to have like good form around a good horse. A couple, a couple of them are unraced, and like a couple of them have been coming six and like just out of the money, nowhere near it. And it's only a ten horse race, we're still only going to come top three in a pretty smallish field. And you're getting seventeen dollars a win, and probably one of the only horses I reckon is going to appreciate another hundred meters. Bodyguard one over what one first up over a thousand meters. Same with High Octane, who comes out of the same race. But I think the extra extra hundred meters and. Just at the price, I can't really go buy homes of court, so it's going to have my money. Long shot lot today. This is very surprising. I'm going start. to take bodyguard as well. JC convinced me earlier off the pod and then doubles back when uh, we go live, which we love. But the funny thing about this race is the Blue Diamond Prelude, and uh, we've been to the Blue Diamond before, Lottie. We have. Um, we've been to an interesting experience that it was. Obviously, I hadn't been to sort of the autumn carnival, obviously at the start of it. And Lottie goes, yeah. Come under my wing and I'll take you on a journey here, Lottie, and I'll let you uh, save face here and go from here. A journey it was. <laughs> it started off as like this is this is an absolute fact. Jack was there. It was this is a true story. I'm not making this up. <sighs> I'm surprised he's honestly still mates with me after this. <laughs> I don't blame him. But we headed down there. Me and Brave was there. Two missuses were in the car, and even to get there, it was it was I was. We tried to get to Caulfield and I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we're going to Caulfield with the race and we'll try to get a house in Caulfield. And it was, I was like, no, we can end up walking there. It's only like five minutes away. It's actually about a half an hour away walk to start us off. I was like, okay, I might have misogenerated that. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on for that for the keeper. We'll just forget about that. We're driving there and there's four of us in the car and we've got no idea where we're going. And we, we get to the turn off and we're like, is this, yeah, this is the turn off here. Take a direct route to Geelong, which had no way of turning back. <laughs> We were in the car for an extra 45 minutes earlier than we should have, and we were getting absolutely lipped off by the girls, and deservedly so. I think, I don't even know who, was it 40 driving? I can't even remember. I don't know, but we someone, missed the first. I don't someone, know that much. someone was driving, and we absolutely shanked that, and we had to call up the people who, who owned the place, and they're like, we've just taken a wrong turn. We're going to be another 45 minutes to an hour late. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's all right. We'll, we'll be here. Should have been a sign of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't. Here we go. Us four. We're driving to the. We're driving the house. Finally, we get to this place. We pull up, and it's just like this little unity kind of thing. And the person's there to meet us and meet us and greet us. And kind of for Airbnbs, they're not like they kind of just normally like leave a key for you. And nothing really clicked. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Showing us around. And we go, yeah, this is where you guys are staying. You've got free roam. And like the the fridge was full. Like there's, there's always food. Like food in the fridge and like, oh shit, they're fucking catering for us. Good on them. <laughs> like you can like, yep, you got everywhere. The whole house is yours. Enjoy whatever you want. We'll just be in that room over there. And <laughs> we're just like, we, we, we heard it get be said and I was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't, it was just in our head. And then I could just feel the back of my neck and I turned around and Renee and me miss, ex-missus were just staring at me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, 
we hobbled off to our room in the corner and I got abused. <laughs> Deservedly so. Not only were they staying there as well, they had a room where they stuffed all their shit into so you could sleep in as, there with the room. It's like they couldn't afford to live there. As soon as you walk into there. the house, there's this little room to the right and they just sat in there by them. It was this couple. One of them had to go out to work and the other just sat there all night and didn't say a word, just sat in this small room. And gave us a room to themselves. And I, I reckon we, we ended up going to the pub and I was like, Doc, can we stay at your place tonight? <laughs> and he's like, what? And we told him a story. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, well, but in my defense, when we were looking down the list, it like it did, like like we said, it two pages down at the bottom of the thing, disclaimer, oh, yeah, by the way, we live here. I'm like, we, big fucking text at Always the Always read the fine print, mate. Always. Read the fine print. And even like we were going around the people that night, I was introducing myself to people going, oh, hey, my name's Nick. Can I stay with you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long we story, didn't have a good so. day in the pun either. I think Hans Yaddick got rolled that day at about $1.95 and we, and we had everything on it and that about wrapped up my day on the pump. It did. His ass has never recovered since. But we'll move on from that one into the next race, which will be the other Blue Diamond race. We're not prelude going to tell that story fil- again, though. That's we won't. We, we had the prelude for the Colton Gowdings before. Time for the Phillies to make their stand. And I am going to be backing number two, Hayasugi, each way at $9 a win and two seventy a place. Bold Bastille had like, is like the second highest rated two-year-old of, of the season. Drawn 10. First up after a long spell from Cox Plate Day, $2.10. Don't really want to be taking that. Uh, I think the the prize for Hayasugi is better. It's third up now, rock hard fit, ticked off Caulfield last start, up another 100 metres for Jamie Carr in the saddle, better odds, better value. And, yeah, I'm going to be more than happy to take that instead of Bold Bastille at 210 a win. I've, I've got nothing in this race. I had a bit of a look and nothing really jumped out. Obviously, short price favourite. Few first starters, you know, a few one starters. Uh, thing coming over for, with Will Clarkin from South Australia. It's, it, it's also a dual, a dual accept of Adelaide as well. Yeah, but it's I, like a dollar forty-five there, but yeah, they'll, they'll probably come he's here. He's pretty keen to bring it over and see how it goes. So, yeah, I thought I'd give this one a miss. He gets on the front foot here. No, I'm not really keen on this race. Wait until the inbox is popping on a Saturday. <laughs> are they, boys? I'm telling you, this one's a lock, which we love. I've got nothing in this race. That's why I lift him off myself. We'll move straight on to race eight next, Lottie, and this is uh, CF or Stakes. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Oh, I've got we need it. We need a new host. Bring the bring Tony Mockbell back. I'm over the this. Back, the McCafe Rubiton Stakes. It's, go. uh, it went ahead before me there. Race eight here. My apologies. Eleven. Probably because it had McCafe in it and you got a little bit telly, didn't you? <laughs> it was. Um, it was. Are you leaning towards S4? I am. I think she's just not going to lose this race. I can't. And she's beaten these horses in this race before. I will give it that. Ray Magnerio is overs. I probably will have a little saver on it. Just in case, but tipping wise, betting wise, two two twenty isn't a steal at the price. But I it really shouldn't be losing this race. It's it should be winning. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think as far as my best bet of the day, she'll be jumping, mm-hmm. leading, and winning. I think um, it might be a bit of a hot speed, so mm-hmm. might not lead. Might take a sit from the barrier, like Vivian. I think Vivian will be a, yeah, a good Vivian watch. Will be torching. Give, it, give yeah. even like hypotheticals a leader. Snaff will be up there yeah. leading. Like be more to Queen of the Ball. They'll be blazing the trail. So yeah. I think um, yeah, it'll be interesting where as far as sits. But I think from the barrier should just either take the sit or go to lead if they want, and then too quick. Yep. Too quick. Zara, Zara, Zara. Queen of the ball here. 750. When I ride at its last trial, it's been a while, but I'm pretty confident. Had three months off. Very similar to the next race, which we'll be getting into shortly, which is if I get it correct. But <laughs> Queen of the Ball at $7.50 for me. A little bit of value in that race. 
We now will move on to the all stakes, and I am correct in saying it this time. Come on, boys. Surely, Mr. Brightside, I know it's short, $1.95, but where are we heading? I want to hear the CEO. I want the CEO to go first. We, we will give our do you want like we'll do our $50 yeah, spent. Yeah. So we're going to give ourselves $50. Well, we'll give our tips, and then we'll give our $50 play for the race. Yeah. And these will be put up in the graphic. But I want to hear from the CEO himself first. He, I, I can see it in his eye. He's got a winner in this, so I want to hear the CEO go first. The winner for this race is Mr. Brightside. <laughs> There's no two if, buts, or maybes about it. Like I just said to JC off air and just before as well, three months off, you're a little bit like, you know, yeah. how's it going to go coming into it? $1.95 is super short, but for me, it's going to win that race. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Brightside's the one for me. I think it's probably nearly the best bet of the day, but I've, I've gone with Aspera, but yeah, I think, you know, it, like like CEO said, it depends how it comes back, but I just um yeah I don't see don't see him losing really. Fifty dollar play. Well, funny you say that. I thought I'd be a bit brave, and my fifty dollar play is going to be Brightside to win in an exacto with Pericles and V eight to run second. Yeah, fifty dollars smack on. That's a good bet. Smack on. I like it. I like it. I'm just going to go fifty on the nose just to start. Yep. We'll go from there. Lottie, what about Righto. yourself? Best bet of the day for me. Number two, Pericles. <laughs> this bloke. Each way, this is going to beat Brightside first up. Brightside, his trial was good. Everyone's wrapping it. I don't think it was as good as what everybody says it is. Pericles first up, two starts, three wins, 1,400-meters horse, Clever. dead on. It is a better 1,400-meter horse than Brightside. Brightside, is sent, I just, he's, he has every right to win, but a $1.95, undefeated track and trip, understand, $1.95, too short, definitely, definitely can be winning. He's not, he's not aimed to this. He's got b- bigger targets coming up. He'll, he'll be fitter um, going into the All Star Mile and the Australian Cup. He lost this race last year, come fifth in it. That that, that was a stand down, but he is a better Caulfield horse. But odds wise, I think Pericles has better Sydney forms, better form. Was second, behind, like only just got pipped in the uh, in the Golden Eagle, yeah, in the Golden Eagle behind Obama Buramai, who's one, which is one hell of a. Japanese stallion won won the tramway first up over fourteen hundred meters. It's it's a better it's a better first up fourteen hundred meter horse and eight dollars a win is much better play than dollar ninety five. So best bet of the day for me each way is Pericles to upstage the champion. I had two questions, so you are going each way. We going twenty five dollars split down the guts. Nope, for we're that. doing a twenty five dollar a twenty dollar each way bet on Pericles to win, and I'm taking a ten dollar trifecta with Brightside Pericles and V eight. And the second one I have is, do you remember, it would have been about last August, I reckon, we uh, we picked our horses and I said, Mr. Brightside, and you said, I just don't see it. I just <laughs> don't see it yet. I don't think it's up there. Well, geez, will we interested to I, see. I, 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 I'm not taking away that's a good horse, but just betting-wise, I would rather take that that's $8. I, I, I still think it's, I, I've tipped it for the Australian Cup. I've tipped it for the All-Star Mile. It's better the than odds. them. Don't bet with the odds. Uh, <laughs> first up here, over 1,400 metres, I don't think it's set. I, I, it can lose and it's not going to lose it anymore. So just betting-wise, I think $8 is a much better bet than a $1.95. Hey, we could have egg on our face at 5 o'clock on Saturday. We could, but geez, I don't know. We spoke about it before, Brightside. 118 rated, Pericles 109, same weight. Don't care. Barrier four. Oh, we will find out. We'll find out. We will find out. We will. We'll go to a break now. I don't think any of us have got any in the last. No, and we'll be the, back. The, the, race 10 is the toughest race of the day. So if you can find the winner in that, fucking good on you. Jimmy Star again. Thanks for coming.
English Millennium Day up at Randwick on the weekend, the start of their Autumn Carnival. So we will duly get to Randwick in a second, but I just, I, I don't detour, exactly have a tip. Detour. What'd you say? We're just going to take a quick detour. Yeah, we're going to Cola. Yes. Ooh. Where the real racing is of the day. It is Cola Cup Day. The Cola Gold Cup down there, but I don't have a bet in the race. I don't have a bet in any of the races, actually. I'm just giving myself a little bit of a plug out here. One of my new, uh, a little filly that I've got a, a 2.5% in is having her debut run, which is race one, number 12, Vane Fontaine for Simon Zara. Uh, it's out of the um, Melbourne Cup winner, Fiorente. They're training it to be a stayer. So, like, it, it's, it's handy to run 1,100 metres first up just to get some race experience and play it. But I'm going to have a better $21. I wouldn't incline anybody to put the mortgage on it, unlike like I will be. But if you want to have a little bet on it, that's a little bit of an omen bet out there. I've got a little share on it. All right. We'll move on to Randwick now. The proper races for the day. Um, no one's got anything early for the midway. Like we said, you don't want to be touching those ones at Sydney. It just feels like it's a little bit rough. But then we move on to race three and Lottie kicks himself off. I do have a bet here. Uh, I think another wheel is dual acceptor, so still not still don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm not even backing it anyway, so I don't know why I brought it up. But race three, number one, CR7 for Ben Malaman, the Freemans coming down from, coming up from Mooney Valley, actually. One of the... Won a 1,600 metre race, benchmark 70 last out at Mooney Valley. Brooklyn Boss come out of the race as well. And Brooklyn Boss was competitive on the weekend. Didn't mind it, but it's up and grade now to a 78. The mile's going to suit it. And just the run it had from near last at the Valley, it's hard to make up ground at the Valley over a mile, and it did exactly that. If, if it runs up to that standard again, it's going to be in the race. With only nine horses in the race, $2.90 a place is better odds than another wheel to win. And $12 a win. It's just a little spec just in case it does get the chockies, but it'll be storming home late. Had a great final 200-meter sectionals and a $12 a win and $2.90 a place. That is one hell of a bet for mine. I wonder if Cristiano Ronaldo actually has any money involved in this horse. I highly doubt it. Unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> Although Matt Damon had one last week, which Matt we did bring Damon. up. Matt Damon. But Matt Damon. I said we don't like touching the, the races early. We usually don't touch the midway, the highway, the low way, whatever way you want. But my best of the day is in this race. And duly so, Belvedere Boys, it's my favourite type of vodka that I drink. It's a great drink. This horse is fantastic, though. If you look at its record so far, from four starts, two wins, two places, is the favourite going in at three bucks, and hopefully it suits duly for that. At 2.14, that race is going to be on, and uh, CEO will be off to a flyer, boys. You'll be in the bin at 2.15. Yes, correct, we will be, but... We'll move on to race five next, Lottie, and that is for you. So nothing in race four. No. Race five for me is I'm going to be back in the favorite here, number seven, Gently Rolled. Shock. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> he's yeah. back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Uh, <laughs> first up, like the, the horse that beat it, uh, Willowed, Willado, whatever. It, it was Spruce. JC Spruce it around. He goes, there's some people who are pretty keen on it. And it Julie did, but Gently Rolled did have one of the best entire final 600 meters split to the entire meeting coming out of that. Comes back now to, uh, so it was at Rose Hill, back up now to Randwick. Extra 100 metres here should help. Zach Lloyd takes over the ride for J-Mac getting off it. But like there, like there's some good speed in the race. How good are you? will be up there right on the turf. Same as the code of room. But like Gently Rolled's going to have no weight, informed jockey. And she rolled off some good sectionals last start and slightly uh, slightly up and grade now to a 78. But I think Zach Lloyd's going to get the best out of it. And I'm pretty keen to be following it. So I'm going to be uh, with Gently Rolled. Waterhouse bot, Waterhouse bot, how good are you? CEO in on that one. 440 at the moment. I reckon yeah. that'll come in a little bit. It's nice, a little bit of value there early, but we will move on to the next one. JC, it's time for you to step up. What have you got? Race six, I am not with 
Kabbalists, which we've talked about previously. I'm actually with Moravia, the five, Tommy Berry, Mitch Freeman. I was being a degenerate on Wednesday and I was watching a few trials. Sure. Um, so Wednesday, just yeah, typical. Just Wednesday. And uh, yeah, it looked like it was moving pretty well. Tucked in there behind Queen of the Ball in the trial. Not really asked for much and, and just got pit by about a head, I think. So I think from barrier five, we'll get a spot, peel out and be too good. Well, you've had your ear to the turf, which we love on a Wednesday, probably on your smoko break, in the toilet, but that's all right. For me, number nine, Macarena, Tim Clark on board, $6.50. Great start to its crew so far. That's the way I'll be steering. Lottie, what have you got here? Favourite slot, once again, Cabellus. Yeah, it was there unbelievable first up. Sticking to it. Second up now is race fit. I think everything else in the race is first up. Was this, this is the only other horse that will be going second up into the race. Should be winning extra hundred meters. Like it's, I think it's, I think it was Gelded. Was it? I don't know. It might have been Gelded. It's come back a different horse for Beyond Baker. Extra hundred meters now will suit. And I was very tempted to, t- to tip Tom Kitten, but I just don't know how he's going to go fresh. But I reckon he's a good horse heading into the Australian Derby in a couple of weeks. I reckon that's what he'd be aimed at. But Cabalas for me, second up. Uh, should we rock hard fit or an extra 100 metres? We'll be suiting it. We love it. On to the main race nest, the Inglis Millennium. Millennium. I think that is correct in yes, the way I'm saying correct. And is it correct that you were saying to me today, it's a $2 million purse? It is. It's one of the – it's uh, it's an Inglis – I think every horse in the race is an Inglis bred or Inglis – Sales or whatever. Yeah, Inglis sales horse. So it's kind of like the Magic Million thing. This is there. It's restricted, yeah. Yeah, this is restricted to the Inglis horses. And I think it's one of the toughest races of the weekend. So I just went, nope. Just went nope. Well, I did not go nope. I went with uh, number seven trunk. Hey, I think big <laughs> the big trunk. It was good. Um, good in behind. Uh, stay focused. Stay focused. Who I've also tips shocked, but I think um, yeah. Barrier five. Timmy Clark Gay Wardhouse combination. <laughs> yes, there we go. We love it. <laughs> Eight dollars fifty, two dollars seventy. I'll be happy to back that each way. Do you reckon the fa- the, the favourite drift in it? So it should from Barrier seventeen. I will be doing nowhere near that. Yeah, that'll be the CEO on the weekend. I reckon fully lit. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> but I will not be getting on fully lit. Uh, instead, I'm going for a horse named after Lodins, the Zesty Man, uh, <laughs> and the Hayes Brothers on board for this. Twelve bucks. It's a big field which would be quite hard to pick. They're all two-year-olds from what I've seen so far. You might have already brought that point up. That was in my notes, but uh, fully lit. I won't be getting on. Uh, zesty man for me in the Hayes boys. So we will move on to race eight next. And JC, kick things off here for the Laurel Oak Bloodstock, benchmark 94. Another little each-way bet for me in this race. Uh, number three, Derry Grove each-way. Um, she'll get a cozy spot back in the field. Hopefully there's no bias on the day. Um, it should be able to peel out and give me a bit of a Chautauqua vibe. Hopefully storming over the top. Lottie? Ditto. Derry Grove. Derry Grove for, the, for me. Uh, like like I said, well, I didn't actually say, but I will. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> in my head, I said it, boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there is a lot of speed in the race. Like Brunel, Omni-Man, Frilled, and uh, Rainbow will be definitely up there on the pace. They'll be burning the turf every 1,000 metres. And uh, like Derry Grove did have a... Yeah, it was Magic Millions Day when it won. Like yep. it's, it's dropping back now to two thousand meters, but I, I don't think the drop in dif- the drop in distance should uh, should bother it. I still think it's a good thousand meter horse, and with that kind of speed in the race, he'll be getting out, and Tommy Berry will be peeling that out wide at the top of the straight, and will be coming home like a fucking freight train. I can't believe you're not on Omni Man here. Brilliant record so far. Six bucks. That's paying fifteen races, seven wins so far. Yeah. First up, Tom speaks for itself. Funny you say that because I was looking at Omni Man, but saw his trial. 
on Wednesday, and it didn't impress me too much. Charles so. Costa, <laughs> unbelievable scenes here at the moment. He's going to have the binoculars out soon. He's going to be surprised he hasn't there. worn them into the studio. <laughs> Watching the races. We'll move on quickly from that to race nine, the ASI Solutions Handicap, and the CEO will kick things off here. I'm going to be on Mark West, Zach Lloyd, James Cummings, combination, <laughs> $2.90. Come on, you can't tell me you don't love that, boys. Where are we steering? Yeah, I think Mark West is going to be hard to beat, but I think a more victorious is coming back a bigger and better horse for Beyond Baker. Uh, that, that win first up was just absolutely too good to believe. I, I, I still, well, I can't believe it. Shut up, Nick. Um, <laughs> moving on, it's 1,400 metres, up to 1,600 metres. <laughs> Going on the fucking loser, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> 1,600 metres. We'll be shooting. It's undefeated at Randwick, and we'll be winning this race of mine. Uh, yeah, Mark Quest for me. I think uh, you're a good first up record. <laughs> Couple of trials. The second one was over 1,200 meters, so he should be ready for the 1,600 meter kickoff. Hopefully, get a cushy run. Um, just hoping the leader doesn't get away with murder in front and should be rolling. Well, the CEO will be up about five grand at this point, so I'll have a rest for the last one. And Lottie, you look like you've got one here. Yeah, I do. If I can, I just need to calm down and just get my words out for <laughs> once because I'm just getting too excited for the weekend, mate. <laughs> Race 10, number three, Tintuki uh, should be winning this. Yeah, I know. I've, t- I've given it up. I've gone Valley down in, uh, down in Vic, but going to Sydney, I'll be with the favourites. Uh, only lost to our Kobison last start, who came out and broke a track record last start at, at Rose Hill, which is no slash to do over 1,200 metres. Six now to 1,200 metres, uh, should be winning. Good form around it, and 330 a win isn't too bad of a price uh, to be back in it. So I am going to be with uh, Tintuki. So if there's anything to learn from this episode today, it would be don't book any accommodation with Lottie when traveling anywhere. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk I, to I you. can't talk back. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Just use smoke signal or sign language. Um, he's probably too dumb to figure that out, but that's fine. <laughs> anyway, is there any other tips or anything else, any bits of advice you want to give out to the punters out there? Don't listen to me. <laughs> don't listen to Lottie. Nah, nah, nothing from me. Oh, I heard that I said before. I heard Danny O'Brien gave a push for his horse, which is a favourite Colac tomorrow. Race three, race three, number six, Mick Dundee. Yep. So I don't know. I might be having a little look at that too. Well, I am very invested in this weekend in two parts, uh, just for the podcast and obviously the bank account as well. So I'm keen to see where we're going to be sitting in the group chat. I might have to leak the chat over the <laughs> socials, depending on how we go at about five o'clock on Saturday, boys. So good luck. Thanks, boys. Cheers. We'll be right back.